Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. Tonight I'm going to talk about something really dear to my heart because it reflects the life I've been through. It reflects the life I've been through. And I titled this talk or this message tonight, When Scars Become Beauty Marks. When Scars Become Beauty Marks. If you've been going to church for some time, you know that Jesus, when he resurrected, he showed his scars to his disciples. If you've been to church, you've heard that. The question is, why did Jesus keep his scars? Why did Jesus keep his scars? The Bible tells us that Jesus was arrested, then he was crucified. They put a crown made of thorn on his head. His hand and feet were nailed on the cross. A Roman soldier pierced his side with a lance. After three days, God raised him from the tomb. After three days, God healed all his wounds. After three days, God restored all his strength. After three days, God restored all his senses, his brain and his heart. Everything came back to normal. But God did not take away his scars. It doesn't mean God cannot heal scars. He can. But God decided to keep scars. On Jesus. Why? Because Jesus' scars became his badges. They became his beauty marks. Jesus' scars. So today I'm going to talk about your beauty marks. My beauty marks. Our scars. John chapter 20, verse 24 to 29. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas what with them? Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. God does everything with a purpose. Everything. 
in his wisdom, he decided to leave some scars on Jesus' body. In his wisdom, he has decided to leave some scars on your body. You have some scars, and so do I. If you have been around uh, for a while, uh, it's likely that you have accumulated a few scars. And the deeper was your wound, the bigger is the scar. Small wounds get easily wiped away, and we easily forget about them. But serious wounds don't disappear easily, even after they heal. And some scars remain on us for the rest of our lives. Do you know why? Why do we have scars? The first reason I will give to you why we have scars is because scars prove that we can heal. Scars, they prove that we can heal. If you have a scar, that means you have healed, isn't it? You have a scar, that means you have healed. We get wounded from all sorts of incidents in life. Some of our scars are a result of a surgery, a fall from a skateboard, some boys and girls, or a bike, chicken knife, a piece of broken glass, or a threatening event like a car accident. Our scars from those incidents, they prove that we can heal. It may have taken a few days or weeks to heal, but at the end of the day, we were healed. Our body was created with a capacity to heal itself. As long as we stay away from infections, our body cells will try to get back together. So we can heal. Our scars show that we have successfully been put back together. If you have a scar tonight, know that you have been put back together. It's a good news. I used to play soccer a lot when I was a teenager. Don't see me like this. I used to be really good. <laughs> Most of the times, uh, we did not use fields covered with grass, you know, like, like here. Our fields were muddy, and in rain season, they would be really muddy, and in a dry season, they would be really dry, like dry ground. Being injured was a, a common thing for us. Being wounded was not a big deal for us as kids. As a result, all of my childhood friends have scars on their knees, <laughs> their feet. So I used to think that everybody must have a scar on their knees and legs. I, don't, I used to think like that, that scars are normal. Because all of my friends, just we, we knew scars are, what is scars? It's normal. Scars show that we can heal. Scars generate hope. Scars, they generate hope. If you have a scar, it reminds you that you can heal. So next time you get wounded, your scar will remind you that you can heal. I'm going somewhere. Are you with me? Beautiful. The second point. Scars are a proof of experience. They prove experience. John 20, 26 to 27. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. 
what was happening there, Jesus was using his scars as a proof of his experience. Thomas could argue with his fellow disciples. He could tell, no, it's, it's not true. He did not, he did not, uh, he was not uh, alive. No, it's, it's not true. But Thomas could not argue with Jesus' scars. People can argue with you on different topics, on politics, on science, on different topics. But they cannot argue with your scars. You have them. It's your experience. It's your life. It's your past. Deny it. Accept it. That's you. People cannot argue with your scars. One day my mom was fixing a plastic gallon that was leaking. And just, I'll, just, I'll just give you a tip. If you want to fix a plastic gallon, put a knife into fire. And then it gets red, really, really hot. And then you go where the, 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 the leak is and just fix that with the knife. You know, that works. That's how we used to do it. So if you didn't know, you have a, a plus for free knowledge. Fixing gallon training for free. So on that day, I didn't know that what was going on. And I just came and sat next to my mom because I, I, I loved her so much. I still love her. Not knowing that she just put a knife on the floor. And I sat on that knife. I screamed with pain. She also screamed. I jumped. She also jumped. And she rushed to, to carry me. I, I, I thank God. My, my, to be honest, my skin was seriously burnt. Fortunately, we had a neighbor who was a nurse, so she came to help. Uh, from that day, I can tell you that I always check a seat before I sit, even here. Before I sit, I just look before I sit. Because I was, I was wearing a shirt that day, so it, it was not a good experience. My scar made me wiser. If you tell children to stop playing with fire, they don't understand until you show them your scar. Then they will understand. Scars make you stronger. Scars make you wiser. Scars make you a better person. Maybe you didn't know. Scars, the third point, scars bear witness. They bear witness. When people see scars, they bear witness. Galatians chapter 6 verse 17 says, From now on, let no one cause me trouble, because I bear on, on my body scars of the cause of Jesus. Paul, he's talking about his scars. For Paul, his scars are a sign that he is a true follower of Jesus. He was beaten for telling the truth. He was put in jail and falsely accused for being a missionary. He traveled to dangerous places to give people the message of hope. His body was covered with scars. His scars validated his mission. His scars proved that he was a missionary. He suffered for the truth. 2 Corinthians 1.9, Paul says, Indeed, we felt we have received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. 
Paul learned a very important lesson. He says, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves but on God. Paul knew that his scars inspired him to trust God more. He remembered if God rescued him from danger before, he could do it again. His scars were a reminder. If God did this for me, he will do it again. If he heals me from this, he can do it again. His scars bear witness, bore witness on his body. Your scar bear witnesses, witness of God's mercy. God's mercy. If that accident did not kill you, then God still has a plan for your life. If that surgery did not kill you, then God is not yet finished with you. If that childbirth did not take your life, then God is still at work in you and through you. Some people went through the same experience and they are no longer with us. God kept you alive because he still has a plan for your life here on earth. But not all scars can be seen with people's eyes. Not all scars came from surgery or kitchen knife or, or a sports game. Some scars are internal and nobody can see them. Some scars come from broken relationships, betrayal, and rejection. Most of us have experienced betrayal. Maybe you trusted someone with all your life. You gave your heart to the person, but before you knew it, you knew it the person changed. You were left with a broken heart. You survived, but you were left with a scar. And some other invisible scars are a product of our own bad choices. Personally, most of my emotional and spiritual scars are from the things I could have avoided. But I made some very poor decisions that left me with regret. Myself, I have scars from my own poor decisions. Some other invisible scars are the result of the things that we did to others. And we fail to forgive ourselves. We live with this permanent guilt and shame for the pain we caused to others. And it's the scar in your heart, in my heart. Jesus wants us to turn all our scars into beauty marks. Jesus wants you and I to surrender all our burdens to him and he will give us rest. Jesus wants to turn our past into a product he can use to heal others. It doesn't matter. It's true it happened to you. It's true you did it. It's true. But Jesus wants to use that experience to help others. Someone said, scarred hands can touch scarred lives. If you have a scar, you can help someone with a scar. Someone is waiting to hear your story. Someone is going through what you've been through. And your story will prevent them from making the next silly decision they are planning to make. Someone is struggling to trust people. They can't trust people anymore. But they can listen to you because they identify with you. Because you've been through what they are going through, they can listen to you. 
Your past is not wasted. What you've been through is not wasted. God can use it to help someone or some people somewhere. Jesus is willing to turn your scars into badges, stars. He's ready to turn your scars into stars. He is ready to turn your scars into beauty marks. It's time to forgive yourself. It's time to let go of those who betrayed you. It's time to forgive those who caused scars in your soul. They say, bury your past or it will bury you. You may think, oh, no one sees your scars and, or no one understands your story. But Jesus sees all and he knows all about your scars. Internal or external. He sees them. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. God has made everything beautiful in its time. When you look at your scars, you may not see the beauty of it. I have some scars somewhere. I have some scars somewhere on my face. We have scars. And when we look at it, we feel like you need to put more foundation to hide it. I'm telling you, your scars are your beauty marks. Just stop hiding it. Stop hiding it. There is a story behind your scar. There is courage behind your scar. There is hope be behind your scar. Stop being ashamed of your scar. There is nothing to be ashamed of. It's happened. It's true. And you cannot change it. We cannot change the past. God wants to change our stories, our, our past into a product. A past into a product he can use to heal others. Each scar is a, st is a story of a survival. Someone got the same infection and died. Someone went through the same, the, the, the same surgery and died. Someone went through the same car accident and died. In fact, he was the same car you were in. Someone went through the same situation and they can't walk again. But you are here. You are still walking and talking. Your scar is a beauty mark. Don't be ashamed of your past. Don't be ashamed. They, this, I know that person betrayed you. Whatever she did or he did to you, it's so painful. But you are here. It's a beauty mark. It's a beauty mark. Each scar proves that we can heal. Each scar proves that we went through it and we survived. Each scar bears witness to God's mercy. And that's the beauty of scars. God makes scars beautiful. Would you bring them to Jesus? Would you bring your scars to Jesus? Jesus is a specialist into turning scars into beauty marks. He did it himself. His scars, 
became the proof that he was the one who died on the cross. We can argue with everything about Jesus. We can't argue with his nail, his scars in his hand. We cannot argue with that. It's him. Jesus wants to use your scars. Internal or external. The pain you are going through today. The disappointment you are going through today. The rejection you feel today. All the pain in your heart. God, want, God is asking you, bring them to me. I can use that. I can use that. I can use it. I can use it. God is asking you to bring it to him. He can use it. Don't keep it to yourself. Bring it to God. Bring it to God. Bring your pain to God. He can use it. And he will use it. Don't be ashamed of your past. Don't be ashamed of your mistakes. The things that you did in the past, it's the past. You have been forgiven. God can use your past mistakes to heal someone. There is no such good things when I hear someone who has made mistakes that I myself am trying to make. Or I'm thinking of making. And then they will tell me, you know, I've done that, that, and that, and that. Oh. You can learn from people who present themselves vulnerable than the saint among us. Let me give you an example. If I stand here and I tell you that I've never sinned in my life, you don't need to listen to me. We need to identify you. I've made mistakes. Very silly mistakes. And when I share that with my children, they understand that I'm human. They can overcome because I overcame. Don't be ashamed of your past mistakes. It's okay. You've made those mistakes before. It's okay. I know it's painful. And I acknowledge it's really hard. But I'm asking you tonight. To bring your pain to Jesus. Accept it. Accept it. It's part of your life. Accept your past. It's part of who you are. Don't reject it. Your scars is part of you, who you are. It's your beauty. You are beautiful because you've been through it. Don't be ashamed of it. I've been poor in my life. And I'm proud of it. I've, been, I've slept on the floor for more than one year. I slept for the first time in my life on a mattress when I won a mattress as a prize in the, at the end of my, uh, my high school. I'm proud of it. It's my past. That's not my children's experience. I'm proud of my past. I'm not ashamed to say that I was poor. I'm not afraid to be proud of my past. It's my scar. It's my beauty. That makes Mike Mike. Don't be ashamed of your past. If you've been through divorce before, okay. Today, you are trying it again. It's okay. Let her or him go. It's your beauty mark. You've been abused before. It's okay. Now God can turn it into a beauty mark. Just surrender it to him. Don't be ashamed of your past anymore. Stop being ashamed of your past. It's your beauty marker. It makes you who you are.
Your scar can become a stigmata of shame forever. Or you can surrender them to Jesus and let him turn them into beauty marks. So the first thing I will ask you to do, would you decide to forgive today? Would you decide to forgive today? Forgiveness doesn't mean you will forget. When I teach about forgiveness, I tell people it's simply a decision, simply a decision to withdraw the accusation in your heart. Every time someone does something wrong to you, you have a judge in your heart, yourself. And that judge says, I need justice. And when that judge does not get justice, you, you stay angry. You want something to be done for the unjust act or word that has been done against you. The, just, the judge in your heart is angry. The and it's fine. God gave us that, 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 that ability to, to want justice. It's okay. But forgiveness means you withdraw the accusation. Because you are the accuser yourself. And you're the judge yourself. It's all happening in you. So you, you have the authority to withdraw. You are not justifying the thing they did against you. You're not saying they were right. No. You're just withdrawing the accusation. And say it's okay. God is in control. God will bring justice when he wants. It's not my responsibility to claim justice. That forgiveness, simple. Everyone can do it. It's not easy. It doesn't mean you forget. It doesn't mean you heal straight away. It simply means God help me to withdraw the accusation I have in my heart against my ex or against my father or against my mom or against my uncle or against my, my neighbor or against anyone who has offended me, anyone who has put a scar on my heart, on my soul or on my body, I withdraw the accusation. It is not my part to punish them. It's your responsibility to punish them. If you want. And if you want to forgive them, it's that fine. God, it's your responsibility, not mine. When you withdraw the accusation, you have forgiven. Would you do it? I know you have scars. Scars are your beauty marks. Would you receive forgiveness today? Would you believe that Jesus has forgiven you for what you've done? Some of us, our scars are made of our own mistakes, the things we have done. And we can't believe that we've been forgiven. I'm telling you, if you've asked God to forgive you, he has forgiven you. Stop judging yourself. Don't be the judge. Don't take God's place. You, you are not supposed to take God's place. Let, let him be the judge. He has forgiven you. You are forgiven. And finally, come to Jesus with your scars. Come to Jesus with your scars. There is nothing to be ashamed of. Scarred hands can touch scarred lives. I'm, I'm going to pray for someone with scars in this room. If you have an emotional scar, if you have a spiritual scar or a physical scar, and you are ashamed of it, 
I want to pray that God will help you to understand. Your scars will touch scarred lives. God can use them to help someone. Your story is a tool God can use to heal someone. There is nothing to be ashamed of. Let's bow our head. And I will ask a question. If you are here tonight, you don't have this relationship with Jesus. When we are talking about Jesus who can forgive sins, you think you need to be good to be forgiven by Jesus. No, you don't. You don't need to do anything. Jesus has done everything for us. He died for our sins. So don't think you need to change before Jesus accepts you. You don't need to change. You need to come to him as you are. He will deal with you himself. He will change you. If you want to start this relationship with Jesus, you want to try him, you want to believe him and start a relationship with him, just put your hands up and I will pray with you. Let's close our eyes for privacy, please. If you want to start this relationship with Jesus, just put your hand up. I will pray with you. If you, you, you feel in your heart, yeah, Jesus, thank you, sister. Thank you very much. You can put your hand down. Close your eyes, please. And let's pray. Let's pray with this sister and brother who have put their hands up. Repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your love. Thank you for the message of hope that you can turn my scars into beauty marks. I come back to you today. Forgive all my sins. I give my heart to you. I surrender my life to you. Be my Lord and my Savior. Help me to make the right decisions. Holy Spirit, fill me in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I pray for everyone in this room with scars, with pain, memories that we struggle to forget. Lord, I pray that tonight we'll receive the revelation that our scars are beauty marks. They prove that we can heal. They bring hope. They bear witness. They prove our experience. So Lord, I pray that we shall be proud of our scars instead of being ashamed of them. Our emotional scars and our physical scars, our spiritual scars. Tonight, Jesus, we surrender them to you. Use them, oh God, as a product to help other, other people. Use them, oh Jesus, to glorify your name. I pray for my sister, my brother in this room, that from tonight they will not be ashamed of their scars. They will not be ashamed of their pain of the past, of their experiences, of their stories. They will not be ashamed of it. They will know that their scars are beauty marks. Just like your scars are beauty marks. In Jesus' name. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. 
There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.